Hey, Money Bosses, welcome back. Sarah and I are continuing our conversation on uh, about how to be how to become more vulnerable around our finances. If you haven't listened to the first interview, please go back and check it out. Here, we're gonna really go and dive in deeper and explore some of some of the maybe concrete steps that Sarah is going to share with us from her experience and work with clients. So, I would love to know. I know this this does come a lot in my work, although I'm not a counselor. I'm a financial planner, but somehow there's there's this fine line that I get to at times in conversations because personal finances and money is so intimate and it is so difficult for a lot of us um, I think I should say all of us to um, to really be open about it um, so what are some of the things that you've seen work in this space that you know for people to start to take first steps mm hmm yes I, I would say the first step is always, always, always create awareness. I think that's the first step to any growth or change um, because being able to become vulnerable around your finances when you haven't been in the past is going to mean that you have to create a different kind of awareness around your behavior, right? So we can't change anything that we're not aware of. And so what's your role in the dynamic between you and your partner around finances? What's your, like we talked about in the previous one, your past experiences, gathering all of that information and creating an awareness around how do I see money? How do I respond? What does make me defensive? What are my triggers? I think that's a really big one. Um, because a lot of us are triggered by different things that we are not even, if we don't have awareness that that's a trigger, we just automatically go into, you know, allowing that tr trigger to kind of take us away. So whenever we're wanting to change a behavior, people want to jump in so quickly and say, okay, I'm just going to do this differently. But then they it's not sustainable. Maybe they do it for a day. Mm. They try it. You know, you give couples homework, they go home, they have one good productive, you know, uh, conflict. And then after that, it all goes downhill. They go back to their same patterns because these patterns are so ingrained in us. So in order to change it long-term and sustainably, you have to know why you do the things you do what your responses are to those different triggers. And so when they start happening in real time, you can kind of observe yourself. I think that's really powerful. If you go into a conversation with anyone and you start to get defensive or you start to have conflict and it's not productive to be able to Put yourself almost in a situation of an outsider. Why am I doing this? What is behind this reaction? Um, you know, seeing yourself almost as like an experiment and having curiosity around your behavior is, is really powerful um, to create that awareness. So then you can move into more of the steps of change. Yeah, I, I like I, I like this this suggestion because I was just as you're describing it, I'm just thinking about all right, there are plenty of situations where you like 
in the conflict, in the fight. You know, like, of course, at that moment, I don't have the, the time or like, it doesn't work like that. Your brain is not working to stop, observe what I'm saying. Like, you're going to go through the argument and, and then you're going to reassess, right? Like, it's, hopefully, if that's, if you're mm -hmm. trying to, to work on yourself. Like, are there any steps that you can take? I mean, I don't know if our brains even work like that. What can you do when you are at it? In, in, in the argument. So the more you bring into your awareness, the behavior, the more you can change it. So if you're in a convert or if you're in a argument or a conflict and most of the time people leave the conflict and there's no processing around it, right? They're either <laughs> mad and they give the silent treatment for a few days and then they act like nothing ever happened, right? That's pretty common yeah. for people. Uh, you brush it under the rug and, and move forward. So there, there's no change in that. Change cannot exist unless mm -hmm. you really take a look at, okay, this just happened. I'm not proud of it, right? I said maybe some things I shouldn't have said. Or So allowing yourself to take responsibility for mm -hmm. you too is really important because a lot of times we want to point the finger and blame the other person. So this is about who we have control over and we have control over ourselves. So afterwards, making yourself go to a place of what was my responsibility in that? Mm -hmm. And the more that you can do that, the more that comes naturally to you. So if you, if you assess a conflict after it and you say, okay, I said this because of this and this was my motivation for that, and you bring that into your awareness, the next time it happens, those things are going to come up for you more easily uh, mm -hmm. in the moment than before. And, and, you know, more and more and more as you continue to do that work. What are you seeing with your clients when you do, uh, you know, one uh, couple's therapy in terms of, are there any particular areas that they bring up in terms of finance because personal finance is a very huge topic is it is it centered a lot around not enough money overspending debt like I, i'm just i'm just curious to see where where the most hurt is mm -hmm. or you know it's all over i think not enough money causes a lot of stress um it causes a lot of you know hardship on relationships i think you know not having shared goals having one person wanting to save, save, save for retirement and the other person wanting to travel, right? Um, that's me and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he is a saver. I want to have experiences, right? And so if we're not on the same page, that can cause a lot of conflict. Um, so not having shared goals is a really big one. I also think uh, control. A lot of people feel like they can be controlled through money. Um, mm -hmm. And so sometimes people use money to control their spouse, which um, is a whole nother issue, right? But that's, I, that's definitely, and I think I see this a lot with in the generations, if you kind of look at millennials, right? And then generation X and then baby boomers. So like my parents are in the baby boomer group, yours are probably too, like the way that, the dynamic, you know, in, in their families, somebody, you know, perhaps 
my mom was always a stay-at-home mom, right? Or for most of her part, she took care of the kids. My dad made the money. So that was, that was the idea. That's not what I did, right? That's not how my life is run. I, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to maybe have more of that control, right? And be, be able to, you know, earn my own money and, and do my own, uh, my own thing. But I, I, I've noticed a lot of that too is, and especially for, for the partner who's less involved, and they're not less involved, you probably can uh, agree with this, they're not less involved, um, you know, because they just, you know, are not able, they're less involved for, for, for a variety of reasons. Some are straight out, and I've, I've had engagements where it's like a couple, right, they're doing a financial plan together, but the other didn't even show up to the engagement. So mm-hmm. like, they're n- completely not interested, even in in talking about joint goals, much less all the <laughs> the nitty gritty details, right? How much we need to save and how do we not overspend? Right, yeah. So I think that brings me to my second step because I, yeah, I think it can be control and I also think it can be just pure avoidance. Um, and so my second step in kind of making these changes is lean into discomfort. So one thing I say a lot is lean in because when we get uncomfortable, we really want to run away and, you know, hide, pretend that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we want to hurry up and get back to our comfort zone. So we're finding that we're wanting to avoid conversations with finances or we're wanting to avoid being vulnerable, showing up for the hard things then we really need to work on leaning into the discomfort, understanding that things aren't always going to be comfortable, that actually when we're uncomfortable is when we're stretching and that's Mm. when we're growing. And so it's really necessary to be uncomfortable. But as humans, we strive to live a life of comfort and we think something is terribly wrong if we're uncomfortable but it's actually it's not a bad thing to be uncomfortable yeah it's not easy but (laughs) it's not (laughs) it certainly is um it's a place of growth yeah i i I love the linear for the discomfort um, stuff yeah so what um what else do you recommend for folks to do yeah so my third step is learn So learn, learn, learn as much as you possibly can. Go and find amazing people like you, Anna, who can help guide you through the hard, right? Finances is really hard for a lot of people. And there are a lot of amazing trained people who can help and who can teach you and help educate you uh, to see a different point of view. And so not only do we want to create an awareness after we do that and we learn to lean in, we want to expand our awareness. So we don't want to live a life where we only see the world out of a hole this big. We want to continue to learn so we can expand and, um, and our worldview gets bigger and bigger. So I think reading books, finding people who can help us. There's, there's so many different things that we can do to learn new perspective. Yeah, I love that. And of course, not just uh, professionals like me, but uh, 
professionals like you because yeah. you get to do a lot of work <laughs> behind the scenes for, for, for folks just as much as I do. And I think I, I, the learning piece itself uh, really folds out of when you start to recognize that, okay, there's, there's something I can do better, right? That awareness you talked mm -hmm. about. And, and I think it's sort of like in the, the initial reaction, can I go look into it? At least that's what I would do. I start to research and, 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 and read and, and, and find, you know, other resources, even just like for this topic, I just yeah. Google like what's out there. What, what are people talking about? Right. Yeah. It's so awesome that we really have so much knowledge at our fingertips for free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, um, for, for the time being, if there's anything else you want to um, leave with our, with our viewers today, that would be great. Otherwise I would love for you to share where people can find you one more time. Yeah. So my last step is act. And so none of the stuff that prior to that is, I mean, it's all great and it's all amazing, but we have to actually put it into action. So learning mm -hmm. how to communicate, actually communicating in a vulnerable way um, is important. Practicing different ways of being, different behaviors, putting all of the things that you have learned into action. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm sure that that everyone take uh, everyone has a different timeline as to how how you know how fast or how slow things go for them. So and it may be not even yeah. about that. Like change could take whatever time it needs, right? Yep, um, just tiny baby steps. That's yep. really <laughs> those those little steps of bravery and courage because it really takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable and just the little steps make huge progress in the end. So I think a lot of grace and compassion for yourself is necessary through the process as well. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and that we have to love ourselves through it and not beat ourselves through it because that's not productive or helpful. Um, and, you know, acknowledging the, the forward motion that is occurring, even if it's not huge. So, yeah, it's, it's hard It's as you're going through the process um, in anything in life, right? It's hard to see these little baby steps like, is the needle shifting for me? If we look back, we're like, whoa, really? Look at how far I have come. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Tony Robbins, I think I'm not going to get it right, but I'm going to try. He, he has a saying that I think most of us underestimate what we can do in a year, but overestimate, is that right? Overestimate what we can accomplish in, in a decade. Mm -hmm. um, I, it, it is very much uh, connected to this as well. It's like, wow, uh, yeah. in such a short period of time, uh, if you put your energy to it, uh, it, can, it can make significant changes. Well, awesome. Sarah, again, thank you so much. I think these are definitely great and practical steps for, for everyone to start um, exploring. I'd love for them to, um, to learn about your book. So how do we connect with you? Yeah, my book is for sale on Amazon, looking in and finding out. And you can find me on theweespot.com uh, and sarahmoneras.com and also on social media. I'm pretty active, mostly on Facebook. Um, so on Instagram. So yeah, that's good. All connected with you everywhere. So yeah. again, thank you, thank you, Sarah, so much. It's been really insightful, and I'm looking forward to doing some work myself. <laughs> this, <laughs> awesome. is, this is this is the benefit of being the summit host. 
I get to learn this first. So like, all right, this is going to be really, really, really exciting for the for all of, for all attendees. So thank you again. Thank you.